Well, it's not a rumor. It's actually true. Yes, in 2003-2004, I wrote, directed, and filmed and produced a Christmas film. And we're going to talk a lot more about that today on our Open Line Friday edition of Weather Jazz. Welcome! This is a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and periodically, some off-topic things. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 261 for, yep, Friday, November 19th, 2021, one week from today, Black Friday. I will have a special schedule next week going into Thanksgiving. I won't have my normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday release. I'll talk much more about that coming up in just a little bit after we get into the meat of today's subject. But before we get into and carve into that giant turkey, so to speak, of course, we're going to kind of cover some of the the snowfall that we had from last night. We had a winter weather advisory issued for Northeast Ohio, Northwest Pennsylvania, and the south towns of Buffalo from Hamburg all the way across right to the Pennsylvania border. And it stands to reason because we had a really quick shot of lake effect. Now, it was quick in the sense that by the time we woke up around 7 or 8 o'clock this morning, there wasn't much left on radar. And uh, I will post a little sequence of the Doppler weather radar out of Cleveland on weatherjazz.com, episode number 261. If you wanted to take a look at that, you can. And you can see, yeah, there was some lake effect, but the band was relatively broad in nature, and it shifted. It started in Lake County and then shifted south and then disappeared. So the result is that there was not one really heavy sustained band over one place. But there were some locations that did, in fact, hit the high mark in our forecast. We went essentially four to six inches. And so we had a couple of places that went close to five and even a little above. And uh, these are some of the amounts. Most of them were in extreme northern Geauga County in what we call the Chimney For those of you not familiar, take a look at Geauga County and the shape of it. There is a a little chimney in the upper right-hand corner, and it looks like a chimney, the chimney of a a house. And that's where most of the snow fell, five inches even, uh, one mile south of Montville, one mile south, southeast of Montville, a couple of trained spotters there. 
and we had four inches reported in South Madison, South Thompson, and two miles west of Burton. In Middlefield, there was two and a half inches. I had two inches, just a little over, on my deck here in West Central Geauga County, just north of Russell. In Russell, one inch. In Chagrin Falls, one inch. And let's see, we had four inches reported in Monroe Center in Ashtabula County, four inches in Trumbull County, and four inches in Ashtabula, and in uh, Kelloggsville, three inches. Outside of that, it really fell off very quickly in Hiram, in northern Portage County, point three inches, barely enough to measure. And in Cortland, just a trace. That's in Trumbull County. So there's a, there's a quick little feel as to where the snow fell and where you woke up to enough to shovel and plow. That would have been the three, the four, the five-inch amounts. Just barely that uh, here in West Central Geauga County points south and west, and it really dropped off from there. So that pretty much covers the second measurable snowfall of the season. The first one was earlier this week on Sunday night and Monday, and here we are on Friday morning, bookend snows for the work week. The next one is going to be Monday, Monday night, and Tuesday. And so I am looking forward to releasing episode number 262 on Monday to talk about what we can anticipate for the third snowfall of the season. All right, got that out of the way. Today's open line Friday, and we are going to talk Christmas film. When you think about Christmas films, which ones do you think about? Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Claymation. Uh, Let's see, we've got Frosty the Snowman, the cartoon. We've got It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Mary, Mary, everybody knows that, uh, that particular scene. But maybe you're looking for something a little different. Well, in 2003 to 2004, I filmed a short 44-minute Christmas film. It's very quirky, and it's based on a book that I wrote called Christmas in Pilaf, And the film is called Christmas Lights in Pilaf. It's quirky in the the sense that the film itself takes a couple of really fun, quirky twists and turns. But the main theme concentrates on the fact that this family, the Rice family, just gets so wrapped up in things that they lose track of what Christmas is all about. And it takes a natural phenomenon to refocus them back on what really counts. Well, the film was essentially shot, directed, put together almost 20 years ago. I had the privilege to interview one of the young ladies that was in my film. At the time, she was a high school student, but now she lives in the Tampa area and she and her family are enjoying kind of a snowless Christmas, and it's going to be the first one because she just recently moved down there. So we're going to take a little bit of a break right here. When we come back, I'm going to invite Audrey Renacella Holtzman to join me to talk about her role in the Christmas film that I did. And following that, I'll make a major 
announcement right here on Weather Jazz. And we're back. And without further delay, we're just going to dive right into the wonderful conversation that I had with Audrey Renacella Holtzman, who at the time as a high school student, Audrey Renacella, was a big part of the Christmas film that I shot way back in 2004. Here is that conversation. And don't go away because after that, a major announcement coming up about that film. Audrey, welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, congratulations, first of all, on your new position, uh, because you were in Northeast Ohio for quite some time. But explain to the Weather Jazz audience uh, where you are and what you're doing now. I have transferred my talents to sunny Florida. So I was uh, working up in Northeast Ohio, well, living in Northeast Ohio for 33 years, and we've taken an adventure. And now I am working for the University of South Florida as the communications and marketing director for the College of Nursing. Wow. Really fun job and a really warm place. Much different than Northeast Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. And here we are, we're recording one day prior to probably what is going to end up being a pretty decent lake effect event. So um, 24 hours from now, we may be looking at the three to six inches of snow in backyards. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's going to be 80 degrees and sunny here tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) I know you're making a lot of people jealous. I would love to plant a palm tree in my backyard, but uh, something tells me it would die in year one. So It might live inside, though, if you have the right heating. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Weather Jazz, because I wanted to ask you about some of the, the fun that we had in 2003 and 2004. Because between those two years, we did a lot of filming for a Christmas film that I directed and produced called Christmas Lights in Pilaf. And you played a pivotal role in a flashback scene. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the flashback scene, what you remember, and uh, just about the film in general. What do you remember about uh, uh, the whole project? The project was really cool. We filmed filmed on a college campus and we got to pick out these really incredible 70s costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, my role, I was Kate Monroe Lawrence, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she was in her freshman year of college. And I remember we filmed in a couple different locations on the campus, um, one being a dorm room, which was really cool. And we got to decorate that um, or it was like decorated for this. And there was, um, I think they were like, beads and I remember like like puffy chairs and lots of like cool stuff like that and um we also filmed in a library and ironically this one really pivotal scene Kate was supposed to like she was clumsy she was a very clumsy kid and she walked in was supposed to like walk into this like wall into this glass wall. And while Audrey (laughs) really took on the character of Kate and walked into the glass wall and literally it shattered all over me. And that was uh, after a number of takes where it didn't shatter. It was fine. It was really fine. And then all of a sudden I just hit it and it was like, and everybody was like, Oh, 
Yeah. Now, at first, I wasn't going to use that scene because it was it was really, I mean, caught everybody off guard. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. No, not at all. <laughs> but but you kept telling me, use the scene, use it, use it. And we kept looking yeah, at it. Yeah, it was good. And, you know, the expression on everybody's face behind you just made it so authentic. So we thought, okay, we'll we'll use it. And uh, it did it did send the the film over budget because we ended up having to pay for that that big big giant (laughs) glass wall. But uh, it was it was a very nominal amount, but it was uh, because nobody was hurt because no one was hurt. it, it, It was a pivotal scene and we we ended up keeping it in the film. So you, that's yeah. the story behind it. Yeah. The mistake, the on purpose mistake, I guess you would. Was, yeah. Then. Well, the Lord had a different uh, uh, plan because yes. he protected absolutely everybody when that glass wall shattered. I don't even think I was cut. To no, be honest with you. Like, no, I don't think I, I don't yeah. think there was any like zero blood or nothing. And it was just it was zero. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to happen that way. Yeah, apparently. So he arranged it, protected everyone, and gave us a great scene that we left in the film. So look for it. And I say look for it because um, the announcement, which I will make at the end of our interview here today in in post-production, will be the fact that Christmas lights in Pilaf will have a resurge and a re-release digitally, but in a way that everybody can watch it for free. It's thought the entire film is going to be available. Um, and I'll tell everybody in post-production where they can find it, uh, but it will be available for free to watch. And you can see the fun that we had way back uh, before HD, before you know the, the, the resolutions got better. Oddly enough, Audrey, you remember that we we kind of gave it a letter screen look, like the film look, and so when we took the the video and tried to fit it inside of an HD box, guess what happened? What it fit perfectly. <laughs> there were there were no nothing cut out of the film. Apparently, the the ratio was just right, and it fit inside of a seven twenty p box. So. You'll get to see it, yeah, inside of a seven, you know, a high resolution box, Uh, and uh, so that too was something that nobody could have ever planned. I looked at it and I went, "God is good." (laughs) Yeah, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, you remember the uh, one scene where you took a calculus exam? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. It was very there were a lot hard. of outtakes. A lot of outtakes with, with that one. <laughs> there were way more outtakes with that one. Why was that? I don't remember. I think the calculus professor, um, the, the gentleman who played the calculus professor, Dr. Buer, uh, which is tough to say, Buer, <laughs> because oh, it was yeah. B-U-H-R, Buer. Uh, at any rate, uh, he, he kept coming up on the lines and he just couldn't say them. It, it was just very funny. He kept forgetting them. He f- f- kept forgetting whatever he was supposed to say and then started going <laughs> off on tangents and he just couldn't, couldn't get his lines. And so 
and it tickled everybody's uh, everybody's funny bone. Even some of the students. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I remember, remember the, the one in the orange shirt who kept trying to say, "I think he's sick," or "I think she's sick," or something like that. And the, finally, he he said, "I think I'm sick in the head." <laughs> <laughs> that was one one of the outtakes in the outtake reel, which, by the way, will be available, and you can watch the outtakes too. That's so awesome. So your mom was very key and pivotal. She not only appeared in the film as in the diner scene, serving coffee uh, to to the characters, uh, but uh, she also played a pivotal role in makeup and hair. I mean. That's what she does for a living, and she cuts my hair in Chagrin Falls. Yes, she does. And uh, so it was a labor of love, and oh, yeah. everybody and pitched in. the best in. hair faucet do. Oh, it was fantastic. I oh, remember yeah. it. And oh, you'll yeah. get to see it on the film. In fact, I yeah. encourage everybody, at the end of today's uh, program, I'll tell you where you can see the film and tell everybody about it. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, and would you believe there were no professional actors in this that were paid? Everybody was doing that as a labor of love. And everybody was really, really, really good. I, we were, I was surrounded by a lot of talented people, really. It was a lot of fun to have you there. And first of all, and uh, lastly, I guess I should say congratulations on your new position. But... Uh, um, thank you so much for uh, all of the things that you meant to us in our lives when you lived in Northeast Ohio. We're very proud of you, and we're looking forward to the day when you can come back and start building snowmen again in Lake Effect events. <laughs> well, thank you. It will only be to visit snowmen building. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you thank like you. me to send you some snow? No. I can send it to you in a box. No, I'm okay. I'm really Are you okay. Sure. Okay. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, okay. Like, you know, maybe a refrigerated <laughs> container or something. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I, I truly love you and your family, and I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. So thank you. And let me take a quick picture right now so we can post that on uh, Weather Jazz episode number 261. If anybody wants to see Audrey, she hasn't changed a bit since the film. Back in 2003, 2004. <laughs> so here we go. A nice big smile in three, two, one. Oh, it didn't take. Let's try it again. There we go. I heard the clip. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad to see you. Please tell Sally and Noah that I say hello. Okay. It was great having Audrey on and recalling the wonderful, wonderful collective time that we had together. And a reminder, none of the people who acted in this film were paid. Everybody was a volunteer. It was really essentially a church project. And we showed it at the church that I attended at the time and sold a number of DVD copies. And I believe it's still available on Amazon.com, you have to do a search for uh, Christmas lights in Pilaf. But something led me to doing something really different with that this year. I wanted to re-release it digitally in a way that absolutely anybody and everybody who wanted to watch the film with their family 
And bear in mind, this is a family-friendly time and a family-friendly film. And you can watch it 100% free. And I'm going to tell you how to do that coming up in just a little bit. But one of the considering factors was the fact that uh, we've lost a number of key players in Christmas Lights and Pilaf. Uh, They have since gone home to be with the Lord. We've got about a half a dozen uh, from the film, whether they were extras or main players. And I wanted to honor their memory because they're the ones that made the film just such a phenomenal success. And you'll see why, too, when you sit down with your family and see the film. It's 44 minutes long, so make sure that you take, oh, just under an hour that uh, you might have of uh, your free time. And I'm going to provide a link right here on Weather Jazz episode number 261 so that you can go watch this film absolutely free. Now, the link is actually going to point back to another of my public websites, andreburnier.com. It's a website where I post a lot of meteorological type things. But at the very top of the tab, and you'll see an image of it on weatherjazz.com episode 261, an image or a snapshot from my website. At the very top, you'll see a bunch of tabs. I have placed a new tab in there called Film. I've got an arrow pointing to it on the image. So all you'll have to do is go to andrebernier.com, click on the tab called Film, and embedded within the website will be a player from which you can just click play, make sure your volume is up. And incidentally, I believe with that player, with one of the knobs uh, or one of the indicators or icons at the lower right-hand corner, you can make that full screen if you'd like to pull that up on your computer full screen to make it nice and big for everybody. So you might want to play with that just a little bit before you call your family in and get ready to sit down and watch a really fun, quirky, and family-friendly Christmas film. Who knows? It might even become a tradition I do have it up on our currently one video site and perhaps may expand it to others uh, if there is some interest. But we'll start with what we have here, AndreBernier.com. Click on the Film tab. You can watch it from there, and you can expand the viewer. And incidentally, uh, just yesterday... Uh, I did uh, film a couple of interesting Christmas promos that will appear on Fox 8 here in Cleveland. One of them was about the film. So we're really going to get the word out that the film is out there. It's available. It's free. There's no charge. It's a great family affair. I really hope you like the film. And I would love to hear what you think about it if it's the first time that you sample Christmas lights in Pilaf. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode on this Open Line Friday. Please let other people know about this podcast, especially if you know that they're into Christmas because this is a great Christmas film. And chances are, especially if they live outside of Northeast Ohio, they've never heard of Christmas lights in Pilaf before. By the way, what is Pilaf? Pilaf is a fictional town 
in the state of Ohio, northern Ohio, very close to Amish country. So if you have ever visited Amish country in northeast Ohio, that is the flavor of Pilaf, Ohio, a fictional town. And that's where this takes place. And by the way, (laughs) that's why the main clan in Pilaf is the Rice family. And there's a lot of play on words in the book series that I have out too. And you can get the book series Christmas in Pilaf. I will place the links for the book series if you're interested. I have four books out right now, and they all kind of dovetail on each other, but they're standalone books. You can read them individually. But if you read them in sequence from book one to book four, I've designed it in such a way so that all of it makes sense. There's always something quirky happening in Pilaf, Ohio at Christmas time. And I may continue with that series at some point, but right now it's four books, four separate years. Go check it out. The links are available at episode number 262 at weatherjazz.com. Well, special thanks to all of my partners who continue to support Weather Jazz. They are Victoria Singer in Vermont, Kian Galunas in Vermont, in the state of Ohio, Dale Osborne, Will and Tanya Kraus and family, Christine Barnes, Rose Moore in Florida. You know him, you love him. If you live in Northeastern Ohio long enough, Bill Martin, and in Tennessee, Andrea Rich. Would you like to add your name to that list? It's easy to become a supporter. All you have to do is click on the supporter tab at the very top of weatherjazz.com. You'll see the current list of supporters. And if you want to add your name to it, it'll tell you how to do that. And I will add your name to that very list. And I want to thank all of my supporters, too, for being so supportive and also very encouraging in keeping this podcast going. Well, if you have a question or topic suggestion, I want to hear from you. Call me, Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line 234-525-5888. Or you can email me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Remember, I want to hear from you, especially after you see the film Christmas Lights and Pilaf. And uh, maybe we'll even do a follow-up program if we get enough people who would like to chime in and what they liked about the film I really hope you do. Well, happy weekend, everybody. looks like a quiet start to the weekend. That would be a good thing. Maybe some scattered rain shower Sunday. But again, Monday, Tuesday, we could get back into more snow and lake effect snow, which may inhibit some travel. And that will certainly be something that we cover on the next episode, episode number 262 right here on Weather Jazz. Have a great weekend. Go check out that film, would you? It's going to be a lot of fun for your family. I look forward to hearing from you. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.